Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Generosity from the Philippians. This is a good one, so I hope you'll listen for a while. As Paul wraps his letter to his fellow Christians in Philippi, he commends them for their generosity toward him. Listen, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you've had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again, when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. I wonder if the Philippians had access to Paul's writing to the church at Corinth. Did they know what he had taught about sowing and reaping generously? Is that why they had given so generously to Paul and taken care of him? Or did it just feel right to them to take care of the one who had brought them the gospel of Jesus Christ? From 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Remember this? Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies meat, seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now, I don't write too much about money, how people spend, and whether or not they give to God, unless the scripture passage, where we are, warrants it. And the finishing out of Paul's letter to the Philippians certainly does. His commendation of the Philippians' financial consideration of him as their pastor, their shepherd, and teacher has broader application than for just the first century believer. I am not a religious person. If I were, then I would tell you what my religion requires as the proper amount or percentage that I should give of my income. I am, however, a God follower and a Bible believer and teacher. Accordingly, in short, here is my disposition toward giving to God and also what I tell those who ask me which is more frequent than you might guess. 
It is my understanding that the Old Testament mandated a 10% tithe from the first fruits of what was earned. In other words, right off the top. There is no such percentage given in the New Testament. I believe in the principle of Luke 12:48 that to whom much is given, much will be required. I have been given much. I do not believe that much is confined to financial resources, however. I believe much refers also to our time, our talent, and yes, our treasure. Ken Blanchard and Truett Cathy added touch to that, which I believe is brilliant. I believe there is great reward for those who give to the work of the Lord faithfully. In Galatians chapter 6, Paul teaches that we should support those who teach us the word of God. My friends, God rewards obedience by meeting our financial needs. The amount given is not the important part, but faithfulness and generosity of heart are both crucial. Honestly, where would this nonprofit ministry be without its several supporters? Thank you so kindly to those who give. I'm so very grateful. Your giving is what supports, for instance, the Google ads that attract global readers to the Pastor Woman website and adds them to this distribution free of charge. Your tax-deductible giving is what supports the website that spreads the gospel in this information-driven era in which we live. Only in this day and age could the gospel spread in such a manner? Isn't it remarkable? But here's the thing. When we realize, when we remember that all good gifts come from the Father, our gratitude to Him compels us to want to give, to love, to touch, to bless. Does it not? Our gratitude to Him must cause our hearts to swell with generosity as well, my dear ones.